something that's always been there. Every second, it grips him from within. It's his destiny, his power, his curse. Who is he? Gave with Gerard Norman. Gerard Norman. Appreciate your surroundings. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gave. And today we're going to talk about recognizing opportunity when it's disguised as misfortune. And a um, story I wanted to tell about that was, you know, uh, a few years ago, I used to work at the shipyard, but uh, my shipyard career started back in 2003. I went to the apprentice school in Newport News Shipbuilding. It was a great experience. And uh, back then I was definitely more of an introvert and still technically am, but, uh, you know, I have no problem talking to people now, especially now I'm surrounding myself with more like-minded people. But 2003, I got into the shipyard. Fast forward, I believe it was 2007, I got hired as a supervisor. Not too long after I got out of school, um, I bounced around to a different supervisor because the projects were switching up. And eventually I got with a guy, let's just call him Mike. So I'm a supervisor. He's my general foreman. And I basically, he tells me what to do. And then I have a group of people that I put to work and we get the work done that he wants to get done. So without going into a bunch of details of the work I had to do, I basically was in control of the propulsion plants. And when you're on a uh, nuclear aircraft carrier, the propulsion plant is where all the critical work is. And there's two propulsion plants or two reactors, two on each boat. And I was in control of all these rooms. Normally a job that would take six plus supervisors to run. You know, we were on PSA, which is basically we did the boat. Now we're over at Norfolk Naval Base trying to work out all the kinks to get things going. So there was supposed to be two or three of us down there. Somehow I got left down there by myself. And I remember uh, this day in particular, I was sneaking off the boat to go to Subway. There was a subway on the base. And as soon as I got in my truck to head over there, because I had, you know, uh, Let's call him Mike. Like I said, I don't want to use his real name. Mike gave me a call, and I'm like, damn, you know, I think this dude caught me sneaking off the boat. Um, he'll have to understand. I get my work done, and on top of that, I'm freaking hungry. I worked through lunch. We had inspections. So, you know, and I'm a supervisor. I'm salary. I, you know, I'm not sweating it. So then he, you know, when he answers the phone, and I'm going to try to do the best impression I can do with this guy, he's saying, ah, Norman, um, I need to speak to you. And I'm like, all right, what do you want? And he's like, um, never mind, uh, I'll just tell you tomorrow. And then he hangs up. So, you know, I'm irritated now because it's like, why would you call me and tell me you have something to tell me, yet you don't tell me? So nonetheless, I went ahead and went to Subway. You know, I had actually hit a U-turn. I went back. I was like, I'm going to go. He didn't say anything. The next morning, um, I'm waiting on main deck. And I see this dude coming down, to, uh, coming down main deck. He's walking pretty fast. So he's approaching me. And as he's approaching me, he's not really slowing down any. He kind of walks by me. And as he's walking by me, because we have a shift check where we actually every day at 7 o'clock, or I think that day was 6 o'clock because we switched schedules. But at the moment that the time hits that we start work, I'm supposed to be handing out these cards. And these cards basically say your name on it, what your employee number is, your department, and your supervisor. And at the end, every, you know, at the end of every break and at the end of the day, I'm supposed to get these cards back from you. And while you're at work, you're supposed to have these cards. So I'm waiting to do that. He walks up. He's walking by me super fast. And he says, ah, Norman, you're cut back. I can't remember who he said to report to. Report back to the shipyard with your tools. So the shipyard's like a half an hour away from where I am. And he just keeps it moving. And I'm like, what the hell is this? 
you know, I didn't, I thought he, I thought he was joking. <laughs> so I, I grabbed him and I said, well, you know, hey, Mike, you know, you know, what are you talking about? He said, you're cut back. Report back to the shipyard, see this person. And I'm like, why? You know, I, I do everything I'm supposed to do. I'm getting everything done. I'm doing way more than I'm supposed to do. He said, well, it's personal. It's a personal decision. So I was upset, of course, immediately, because I know that I, you know, I, like I said, I do my job. And there's other people that are around. You know, there was another group of supervisors. It was like a two-for-one. They're both getting salary, but you couldn't see one without the other. Yet they had two different groups. Their work wasn't getting done. And uh, as soon as he walked away, because I didn't want to keep saying something because I'd have probably snapped, the first thing I thought about was before I went to Wendy's a few hours before, I mean, not Wendy's, Subway. Before I went to Subway, a few hours before that, the day before, we had a supervisor's meeting. And at the supervisor's meeting, he was saying that, you know, the work's coming to an end. We're not going to meet as many supervisors. And I remember him saying that. I'm thinking to myself, you know, he's not going to get rid of me. I do too much around here. And then I just went back to planning my jobs and writing down what I was going to get done. And um, it made me think about that. And it was like, damn, my awareness, like, you know, I guess it was confidence. And in my head, I should have still been on. I could, you know, but it is what it is. Nonetheless... It was a it was a rough time for me, especially after I did, you know, lost the supervisor job. I didn't lose my job, but you get a reduction in pay. And then on top of that, to me, it was embarrassing. Not that I care what other people think, but I know how hard I work to get my stuff done and to stay on top in there. But looking back and I realized this not too long after that, because at first I was super upset everywhere I went. They wanted me. They had this thing called makeup supervisor where. Basically, if a supervisor can't come to work, whether it's your supervisor or another one, they'll ask you to fill in. And instead of getting the supervisor's pay, you'll just get an extra dollar for every hour that you work it. So they took my salary away, and then everywhere I go, they're wanting me to be this makeup supervisor. And I'm like, you guys are effing kidding me. You guys, uh, I think at that that point in time, supervisors start off making like 47000 And I know it's way more now. It's like you would give me 47000 and $35 an hour for overtime, but now you want to you know, cut my cut my money back and only give me an extra dollar. Plus, I'm better than the person that you're asking me to do this for. It was it was a weird situation, and I let and I was pretty I let it be known that I was pretty upset. So of course that didn't win me any favors to get back in. But you know, not too long after that whole situation, I eventually you know moved on to another shipyard. And at that point, before then, I had somebody come seek me out and said, "Hey, I heard about you." You have these talents, yada, yada, yada. He said, I want to help you. And it was weird because the whole time I was there, I never had anybody come seek me out. And when I eventually met with him a few weeks later, he sat me down and and basically schooled me on being aware and being aware of how I carry myself and how others see me and how important it is. It's It's not about caring what others think. And at the same time, it is. If you want to be a portrayed a certain way and if you're trying to accomplish a certain thing, you have to be aware of how others see you. So this gentleman got me to see that. But even more importantly than that, if I would have kept being a supervisor, I would eventually moved up because that's all I know how to do is go forward and hit the next goal, go forward, hit the next goal. And if I would have done that, we wouldn't have been talking here now. You know, um, of course, money at the shipyard is some decent money. But in my eyes, after the last few years, the type of people I've been around, you know, it's decent money, but if I got to show up every day to make that kind of money, then to me, it's not worth it. You know, especially now that I have a son and I have a family, I like to spend my time differently. And if I'm going to spend my time working, why not it be doing something that I choose to do, which 
like this podcast, for instance, you know, or being able to help people with different things like internet marketing, which I've been learning a great deal of lately, or whether it's to help with different training skills and abilities that they'll need to progress on the job or career, which they are two different things, or if it's to start your own thing, which can be very scary and can be very lonely. Um, you should know that starting out, you know, doing your own thing isn't for every any isn't for everybody. But I'm telling you, it's for me. I couldn't imagine going back to doing what I was doing because they'll never pay me what I was worth. So, all that being said, me getting cut back as a supervisor was one of the best things that happened to me. Of course, the best thing that did happen to me was my son. But getting cut back as a supervisor, losing money, being in a situation where it was awkward, that was the best thing for me because it allowed me to move forward. And granted, shucks, moving on even to, into the accident, the accident was was another great thing that happened to me because it woke me up. And though I didn't like the way I fell out of work, though I didn't like the way that my finances took a hit, you know, just all, all, you know, kind of all at once, it allowed me to dig deep and show myself what I'm what I'm truly about. And it just jump started me down the path because I. I had businesses before, and I was making money when I worked at the shipyard, but because I could go to work every day and make that money by working overtime, it was hard to commit to you know, doing my own thing, even though I had made money in other things. So, again, all these things that happened for a reason, and I'm grateful for them. I appreciate them, and now it's just time to keep moving forward and help as many people as possible. And one thing that I will say as I wrap up is everybody's not going to want to do the same thing as you. So when you do decide you want to do your own thing, if that's if you're one of those people, don't get so wrapped up in who's helping you and who's not. Just know that you need to put in the work. You need to be consistent every day. Make small steps and small strides every day. And eventually the right people will come along or you'll build a pyramid alone. Of course, of course, if you have the money, to do these things, I mean, it makes life a lot easier, but everybody doesn't have money starting up. Everybody doesn't have time. Only thing you control is your mindset, how consistent you are, and the action that you take. If you're sitting around complaining, nothing's going to happen, and I damn sure don't want to hear it, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people around you don't. So, from the people here at Gave, that's it for today, and stay tuned. We'll have some more tomorrow. Gratitude. Appreciation. Visualization. Visualization. Every day, Gabe. Gabe.